0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, April 18th, 2016. I'm Caleb Brown. Why are we spending billions of dollars to reassure our European allies? Isn't the billions in U.S. funding for NATO enough? And why does this particular reassurance funding mean putting additional troops closer to the Balkan border with Russia? Brad Stapleton, a visiting research fellow in defense and foreign policy studies at the Cato Institute, explains.
1: Basically, the European Reassurance Initiative is an initiative that President Obama announced in June 2014 following Russia's intervention in Ukraine, in which the United States pledged a billion dollars to reassure European allies um, that the United States would uphold its commitments under Article 5 of the North Atlantic Treaty to defend them um, in the face of Russian aggression. All right. Now, Article
0: 5 of the NATO charter, that's been invoked once? That's
1: right. Following September 11th.
0: What is our general relationship with these other NATO countries? Um, The United States pays a disproportionate share of uh, NATO's funding.
1: That's right. Um, I think... U.S uh, defense spending ranges somewhere around 3.5 percent GDP. Um, NATO members are supposed to spend at least two percent of GDP. Uh, I think this past year, only five NATO members, including the United States, met that threshold. So most of the other members of the alliance are spending less than two percent of GDP on defense.
0: So specifically, this reassurance initiative, then, what is the goal?
1: Um, The goal is to—although it's titled the European Reassurance Initiative, the goal is really deterrence. It's to deter Russia from attempting to um, uh, invade um, particularly the Baltic states. All right. And so Estonia, uh,
0: Latvia—is there any evidence that, that Russia might do that?
1: Um, there's no immediate evidence that Russia has designs on the Baltic states but there's significant concern uh, in the west that given the fact that Estonia and Latvia have large ethnic populations uh, Russia could use that as a pretense to intervene as they did in Ukraine
0: now but the united states the 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 reassurance that we're providing as a as a practical matter is military forces, essentially, in those countries.
1: Correct. Um, in the administration's budget request for the next fiscal year, they requested $3.4 billion for the European Reassurance Initiative. And large part of that funding is going to be used for the continuous stationing of an armored brigade combat team in NATO's frontline states, the Baltics, Poland, Bulgaria, Romania.
0: Now, what problems does that pose? It seems to be—if I'm, if I'm Russia, I would view that as a provocative action. That's almost like massing troops on the border, as far as as far as far I'm concerned, if I'm Vladimir Putin.
1: Well, Russia certainly does view that as a provocative action. And um, they also see it as a direct violation of the 1997 NATO-Russia Founding Act, which stipulated that NATO would not permanently station— uh, substantial troops on the territory of uh, new member states in Eastern Europe.
0: So what does that mean? That, that it's, it's, what does it mean that we might be violating that agreement?
1: Well, the United States has tried to finesse that issue by arguing that because these are rotational forces, um, they don't actually constitute a violation of the NATO-Russia Founding Act, but I think it's clear that Russia, as I said, views it as a violation, and I think this will only poison U.S.-Russia relations further.:
0: So we're spending potentially five billion or more dollars to reassure our NATO allies that uh, we will not stand for Russian aggression, but in doing so, we are potentially aggravating our own relationship with Russia and violating previous agreements that the United States has made.
1: Correct. And so I think you have to look at weigh the costs and the benefits of the European, European Reassurance Initiative. And I think there's no doubt that having a U.S. military presence in NATO's frontline states will deter Russian aggression, assuming that they have any intent on invading the Baltics or any other Eastern European member states. Um, at the same time, though, by antagonizing Russia, it could make um, resolving our differences, resolving issues like the Ukrainian conflict much more difficult.
0: So why don't these European countries just kick in a little more for their own defense and handle this problem themselves? I mean, if they want reassurance that uh, they, would be, they could adequately deter uh, Russia from uh, some sort of incursion, then why aren't they spending more?
1: Well, proponents of the European Reassurance Initiative have made the argument that if the United States wants European allies to increase their defen- defense expenditures, the United States needs to provide leadership. And on the face, there would seem to be some truth to that. In, uh, over the past year, a number of European allies have announced significant increases in their defense budgets. In so doing, they haven't made significant uh, pledges to station troops in Eastern Europe as the United States has. And I think if the United States were to perhaps pull back and assume a role of more of a reinforcer than as a frontline defense state, um, that would provide additional incentive for European allies to do more for their own defense. Brad
0: Stapleton is a visiting
1: research fellow in Defense and Foreign Policy Studies at the Cato Institute.
0: Subscribe to this podcast at iTunes, Google Play and with Cato's iOS app, and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.